Welcome back to another episode of Relish the Journey. I'm your host, Miles Biggs, and this week I'm joined by Daniel Minter. He is a music producer, and I found him in a bit of an interesting way. I'm a fan of country music, and every morning I listen to the Bobby Bone Show. And one morning, Bobby was mentioning this guy that sent him a beat for a little comedy bit song that they do every Tuesday, and then shouted out Dan's Instagram handle, which is at Freak the Baddest. So, me being me, I immediately went to my phone, looked him up, shot him a direct message on Instagram, told him I respected his hustle to reach out to a radio DJ, and especially one that has a millions of people listening to him, and work his way in the way he did, and asked if he wanted to talk about it on the show. He said yes. So, here we are. And it's an awesome conversation. Lots of twists and turns I did not see coming but ultimately a great message about how that hustle mindset, even though hashtag hustle is overused, the core of what that mindset is about never giving up and always working your hardest and it will take you places is what Daniel embodies. So I know you'll enjoy this conversation. Let's get into it. All right. Thanks for joining me, Daniel. I appreciate the time. I know we had to reschedule a few times, but I'm glad we got it done. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. So, um, first question, really, I'm, I've been curious about since you told me your name was Daniel, um, why your Instagram handle is Freak the Baddest? Uh, where did that come from? Man, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, as a producer, uh, you want, you know, a name that stands out. And um, so, I, part of my story, you know, leads to um, a, Bible college that I went to uh, about eight years ago, and I met uh, this guy, Justin Cook, um, who's still an artist that I work with, my best friend now, uh, still an artist that I work with today. And um, we were doing this, uh, we were performing at this summer camp there, and it it came up uh, where, you know, I was going by Shaka at the time. I got blasted in the spirit there, started shaking, people started calling me Shaka, they still call me Shaka, some of my best friends from Dallas. Um, but Freak the Baddest came because I had gone by Noise Freak for a while, but there was already someone named Noise Freak. And then I was like, you know, I was in a group called the Freak and the Crow. And, um, you know, that I just, the Freak name stuck with me for a while. Well, on one of his songs, Chill Nirvana, he says Freak the Baddest with it. It was talking about me making the beat and producing the song. And I was like, you know, that kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. It's cool. I like it, you know, and been trying to find something that sticks. So that's where I'm at right now. You know, it's a lyric from a song on a shout out and I just changed all my handles to it. Nice. And so you said you're trying it out. So have you changed it a few times? You've gone through all those iterations on social until one kind of sticks? For years, man. For like 10 years. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to find one. <laughs> so many handles so many names. You got to get that brand I'm locked not, Yeah, for sure. But I'm just, man, I'm not that, that person that's on. I don't do a lot of social media. I've never been the person to like, oh, I need to take a picture of this or I got to bring my phone out. And, you know, I always enjoy the moment. Like I'm not the person at concert with their phone out. I'm enjoying everything. I want to take those mental photographs and remember those. Um, so it's, it's really tough for me to, get on social media and add stuff because it's like, okay, I'm either bragging, which feels weird or, 
You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. It's tough. But when something really cool happens, you're like, I've got to share this, you know? And then I'm like, I need to ride this a little bit. And then it just, I don't know. Social media, is, it's, I've never been big on it. I was MySpace. MySpace back in the day, I was all about it. Ever since then, I really haven't been. Nice. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, I feel like it's a necessary evil of what you do and what I do. You have to have a presence yeah. to network, but I'm with you. I mean, heck, my show is called Relish the Journey. I'd much rather be in the moment, man, than be glued to the phone. See, sure. see the moment through the phone. I'm with you. And as a, I'm a producer for a reason. You know, I had the spotlight for years, and now, like, kind of being the guy in the background as a producer, but producers have a name now. And so, you know, there's so many producers now that, you know the names, but you don't know the name of the producers back in the 80s and the 90s. You know, you know them now. Right. You know the Diplos and you know the DJ Snakes and you know the, you know, Tiestos and stuff. You know these guys' names. And I'm like, yeah, I should probably start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably get my name out there a little bit if I want to make some more money in the industry. He's been the spotlight. So, uh, kind of a multi part question here. How long have you been pursuing music? And, Sounds like you did some things before you've landed on being a producer. What else have you gone into? Man, well, you know, I, I grew up in East Texas, um, played guitar since I was about five years old, self-taught. Uh, I played in bands, you know, through middle school and high school and, you know, just did that thing. You know, I mean, like, little local shows here and there, nothing big. Uh, I started touring in 2007. So I toured from 2007 to 2009. I did you know, Warp Tour and MTV Spring Break and BET Spring Bling, Lollapalooza, uh, Summer Slam Down Tour. So nothing where, no headlines or anything like that, mostly like, you know, one of the opening bands, but it was still an adventure. It was still really cool. So I did that and then, you know, I was even homeless for a while. I was rock bottom, you know, living in a van and on people's couches and, you know, just, I wanted to just be that touring guitarist. You know? um, I worked with an artist for Shady Records for a while and really hit rock bottom. I mean, that's when, you know, the drugs, that's, that's really when I got into drugs really bad. And uh, it, it was the hard stuff. It was the, you know, meth and Coke and just my life just went to crap. Wow. And um yeah, that was 2000, end of 2009, beginning of 2010. And um, that's when I found Jesus. That's when, you know, one of my best friends um, came and got me from the hospital after uh, I'd, I'd been up for 10 days on meth. And um, I was legally dead for like five minutes. And, you know, it was, it was really, really scary. And I ended up back in East Texas and I was living like I'm on buddy's food time for a while until that come down ended. And, uh, he had asked me, you know, to record a song for him. And, um, this is a really emotional part of my life, man, but this is my testimony. And he's like, you know, I'm dating a girl right now. And, you know, I want to write, I wrote a song for her and I, I want to record it. I said, yeah, you know, let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm down. So, uh, we did, he had a little makeshift studio at his house. So we recorded it. He posted the song facebook and this girl that was like a friend of a friend messages him and says hey uh i want to god god really wants me to come talk to you guys so she drives from dallas to east texas to tyler texas and she's like i don't know who this is for it's to one of you guys but i, I need to show you the school that i'm going and you know like she shows it 
to us. It's called Christ for the Nations. It's in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't heard God since I was probably like in middle school camp, you know, <laughs> like youth yeah. camp. And uh, I just want to say, you're going to that school. And I'm like, nah, you know, I, I'm getting back on the road. And uh, I'm just, this is just, you know, temporary. And he's like, nah, you're going to that school, Daniel. And it just hit me hard. You know, I dropped down and gave my life to God. said, yeah, I'll go to the school. I'll do whatever it takes to go there. And um, I gave my life to him right then. And, you know, I, I went to Bible school for a couple of years and really dug deep on, you know, just studying the word and building my relationship and getting into the industry with some artists there because it's an amazing school for music as well. And uh, that's, you know, I went from rock bottom now to just being blessed now with my family and, you know, went from homeless to owning a home now and in the industry, you know, I've, I've done as a producer, um, more publishing now. Um, I've had songs on, uh, the real world, the challenge, total divas, Gotham, blue bloods, uh, the movie, Tanya, duck dynasty, keeping up with the Kardashians, you know, so a lot of, you know, instrumentals and stuff on movies and TV shows and, it's been really cool, man, but it's it's all about anytime I, I have any sort of platform, it's just glory to God, 100%. And just, I love Jesus, and my family does, and I, I'll always, you know, just, I'll always make sure that people know that I'm nothing, nothing without my relationship with God. That's awesome. And so you said that was back 08, 09, so you've been sober, what, 10 years now, I'm guessing? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. That's a big. It's a big step. But I know a lot of people that haven't. Yeah. Haven't been so lucky that I've known in my life that succumb to to that lifestyle, and it's great to hear you were able to dig yourself out and to some real success. Those are some big names you just threw around there. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been cool, you know, and and like I was talking about earlier, you know, playing guitar and being in a band and stuff, and you're out in that. There's always there's so many relationships that are in a band. I mean, from, from, you know, the, the drummer to the singer to even like, if you're on tour and you have a driver and, or you have a booking manager, there's so many relationships that it's like you're married to every single one of them. <laughs> you know, there's fights and, sure. and there's always, there's so much drama in every band. And I realized like, I can do this. Like I can, I can do all of this. And, and sit back and, or I could sit back and produce this and have a band. Like I didn't want to have to deal with that. Anymore. Um, so that's really why I became a producer. It's like, I, I like to kind of be in the background now. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun, but man, if I could have a job where I just work from home and work from the home studio and make music, that would be awesome. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's the end goal. You know, that's, that's the goal one day to just be able to do that. So that's awesome. And I'm curious, having you're in the music industry on um, one spectrum of your career where you were using drugs and now you're one, you know, a decade sober. I've talked to a lot of people on and off this microphone about their creative process. And some people really lean on drugs and alcohol to trigger their creativity. And I'm just curious if that's what it was for you and how you kind of had to refine a creative outlet without the, you know, those external additives. 
Yeah, I think I've always just had a natural high, and it's it's that ADD just mindset where you're you're always thinking about stuff, and um, I, drugs have never helped me become creative. It, they've slowed me down, hmm. and so. But there are, especially in hip hop. I mean, gosh, I've so many people that that I've worked with. It's like they're not themselves unless they're high, and I'm completely cool with that. You know, if someone needs to go outside and step outside and smoke a bowl and come back in, like, go for it. You know, like, um, I want them to be themselves. And as a producer, you know, you want to get the best vocal take. That's my goal is to get the best vocal take over my music. And so if that's them, you know, after a couple of shots of whiskey or after smoking a blunt or whatever, or, you know, after a couple of glasses of water, you know, whatever they need, you know, like I want, I want my artists to be comfortable. And so, man, there's so many ways creativity hits. It's, it's, it's awesome. And that's, that's, you know, beautiful about being an artist. Yeah. Well, that's a great perspective because I feel like a lot of people listening to this might have just heard, you know, I know a lot of people that when anybody says the name Jesus, they kind of tune out to like, oh man, they're going to be preaching to me. And then you just said, hey, if you need to smoke a bowl, go smoke a bowl. So it's it's cool that you're grounded and you really, you know, you're allowing people the space to be themselves and, you know, your path and your journey doesn't have to be theirs and that's okay. And you can still work together and get it 100%. That's awesome. That's, that is 100%. That's, you know, I've been where I've been through for a reason and that's my testimony and I can share that. But yeah, if someone else is, in their journey, that's that's not for me to judge. Uh, my job's to plant a seed, and you know when they, if they're high, you know, but they ask me, hey, why aren't you smoking? You know, I don't, I don't need it. You right. know, like, but that doesn't mean I want. You know, if I want to, if I want to drink a beer or something, you know, I'll 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 drink a beer. You know, or, but as far as you know, drugs, no, I just that's anything uppers and things like that, downers, it just it messes with you. Yeah, oh for sure. For sure. And I'm, I want to go back to something you said about wanting to not be in the spotlight. Um, because interestingly, then you found yourself in the spotlight a little bit with yeah. <laughs> uh, what you did. I guess, I don't know if you thought it would kind of blow up for you like it did, but with approaching uh, Bobby Bones and the Bobby Bones show and his whole bit for Tuesday and uh, needing a background beat for that. And so I'm curious, just the thought process where you heard him on the radio and thought to yourself, hey, I should do this, to then how you made it, how you got in touch with him to get it to him, what it's been like since. Like, that's definitely, that's, I mean, that's how I found you. That's listening. He gives the yeah. shout out for your Instagram handle. I'm like, that's badass that that guy just approached him out of the blue. I want to talk to him. And so now I'd like to hear that story. What's what brought us together? Yeah. So, so it, it, you know, and it's, it's a pretty strategic and crazy story. So his radio show used to be on here in East Texas, and, um, which is not anymore. Um, Fitz is now the morning show. So, you know, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, um, I heard the Bobby Bones show on the radio, and I was like, okay, this is a cool morning show to listen to on the way to work. Uh, so I listened to it. Well, there was an artist that, who's now one of my best friends that is a DJ on the radio. And um, so I had, you know, talked with him and he was 
um, we had just started working on music back then together. And he's a country singer as well. His name's Chris Wayne. And he's in uh, Chris Wayne Band. So we went, I went to the Liberty Theater. Uh, there was a Raging Idiot show a couple of years ago that they were doing. It was just an acoustic show. I think like Natalie Stovall played and uh, went there after I'd listened to the show a little bit and uh, met Bobby, met Eddie. And uh, they were really cool. And um, Eddie and I were talking about music. Bobby and I were talking about music for a little bit. And then I'd sat down and built this guy's name was Justin the Suit and um, had talked with him for a little bit too. And he gave me Bobby's number. And he was like, hey, you know, definitely reach out to Bobby. He wants you to reach out to him about, um, you know, some, you know, music. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, because I told him, I was like, hey, anytime you guys need any, any sort of beef, I was just putting myself out there. I was like, I got you, you know. Um, hit me up. And so I never like, I didn't reach out for a while. Uh, and then one day I texted him and just about a song that he had played that I knew one of the writers for. And I was like, man, thank you for playing the song. You know, um, one of the writers is a good friend of mine. And he's like, oh, heck yeah. You know, I know she's in Miranda Lambert's camp. And I was like, yeah, this is really cool. So we talked a little bit and then out of nowhere, I texted him one day and then he said, he was like, Hey, who's this? And I said, Hey, yeah, this is Daniel from Linda. We met back in the day. And then I said, I keep blocked the number. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. You know, cause yeah. we had talked you yeah. know, a lot back and forth and I was like, that sucks. You know? <laughs> and so, and did he, really, you know, like a year later I got him. He really blocked the number. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Oh, that's funny. And, yeah. And yeah, he definitely blocked the number. And so I was like, well, that kind of sucks, you know? And then, so I got a new number and like maybe a year or so later. And, uh, so, you know, and I'm a, I'm a listener of the show. You know, I like listening to the show. I've, I've read both of his books. Uh, I, um, I listen to his podcast every once in a while. If there's a, if there's one that kind of jumps out, I'm like, Oh, this is a cool guest. I want to listen to this. But, um, I had got a new number and reached out to him about something and, he, he read it out on the show and he was on, on, on an episode and he's like, but I had said the radio station, I was like, you know, I met you with this radio station. He goes, and on the show, I was like, Oh, from that. And then immediately blocked it again. And I was like, he must have bad blood with the radio station that I don't know about. And that's why he keeps blocking me. Hmm. So it's like, I don't want to be affiliated with that. <laughs> and so, um, I, I was like, if I ever get a new phone number, I definitely want to make sure it's strategic if I ever reach out to Bobby again. You know what I mean? Like, I, I need to do it in a strategic way. And so I actually, my wife and I switched plans over and we both got new numbers. And I was like, okay, if I ever reach out to Bobby again, I, I've got to do it smart. I've got to do it in a way where I, people want you People will, any, everybody needs something, right? I feel like like if you have something for somebody, they'll listen. If you can offer something, a service or whatever to somebody, they're going to listen if they need it. For and sure. so I'm listening to the show and I'm hearing this Tuesday song, you know, every week they play it and they're playing a beat and I'm like, you know, that's, that's a, I, I hear him say to Ray, he's like, oh, that's an Eminem beat you know, or whatever. So I go to Google and I type in Eminem type beat or some shady type beat. And it's the first one that pops up. And I was like, Ooh, they can't use that. And then there was one Tuesday where he was like, Hey, find another beat. So he plays another beat. And it's, it's 
crap and they can't they can't freestyle over it and he can't rap over it and he does it again and he's like man we really need a beat for this song and i was like i'm gonna make it so i text him and i was like hey bobby you know um i you know i'd love to make a beat for you and uh you know i no charge and um you know this is my instagram name so that way he can put a face you know and so he didn't think it's just some random person and um i reached out i was like i'll, I'll have it to you by monday and just wanted to just be like, I'm done. And then he texts back. He's like, cool, man, for sure. We'll pay you if we use it in the studio. So I was like, awesome. So Sunday night, I sent it to him. I was like, hey, here's the, here's the, I texted it to him because um, I messaged him before. And I was like, hey, how do you want me to send the beat? I can Dropbox it or email. He didn't reply. And so I was like, I'm just going to send it to him. So I texted him the beat. And uh, I'm at work on Monday. And that, you know, the next day, and I'll send all these, like, I, I keep getting all these friend requests from, like, middle-aged women. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it was Veterans Day, actually. And um, I was at my kid's school. I was at, I joined the Air Force right after high school. And so yeah, I'm a disabled veteran. And so my wife and I went to go eat lunch with the kids. And we're actually sitting at lunch. Uh, with the kids at the cafeteria, and I'm like, hey, well, I, I don't know why, but I'm getting all these friendly requests from these middle-aged like women. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and, um, I start clicking on the profiles, and some of them start saying Bobby Bones, and I was like, he played it on the show. I was like, That's awesome. And so I grabbed that the video and you know posted it up of him doing it, you know, and and then they you know, liked it, put it on the story and stuff. So I was like, this is really cool. So yeah, um, it, that one day he shouted me out, which was awesome, got some followers. And then even like um, Raymundo hit me up and me and him talk almost every day now, which is really cool. It's a great relationship to have. He's a super cool guy. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we talked every day. So like the first week me and Ray did back and forth about everything from sports to music and everything. I mean, he's a super cool guy. Yeah, and he's the guy and, to know as the um, as the audio producer. That's right. That's the connect you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and we're both the same age, and you know have a lot in common. And so, the thing is, though, is Bobby hasn't been in the studio, so they haven't done the Tuesday song really since. And um, but it was exciting that he played it on Monday, played it again on Tuesday. He still hasn't gotten the beat right though, like where he comes in at. So I'm like, man. You know, I even sent him a text and I was like, hey man, make sure, you know, you got, wait, you know, wait, it's an eight bar intro and then come in and, you know, whatever. So I need to send it to him and chop down a little bit on the intro. But yeah, that's kind of the story behind it. Is I knew I had to be strategic if I texted him again because the dude's like notorious about blocking numbers. Yeah, that's wild. But <laughs> yeah, what I love about that is that you kept trying. And I feel like he's got to love that about you too. It's just what I've, you know, I'm a listener to the show. I don't know him, obviously, but I think anybody that listens to it feels like we do because he shares so much. But I just feel like it's a quality that he values is that persistence. So that's awesome that it worked out after three tries. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and the thing is, is I don't, I don't know the guy personally. But every listener, if you listen long enough, you almost feel like you do. Like you said, right. he shares so much, and you know, in his books, and you know, it's like it's all of them you almost feel like you know all of them. You listen to them. I mean, I'm, I have it easily 
in, you know, while I'm at work every day, I usually have the podcast go, you know, from the day before or whatever. If I'm like a week behind, I'm catching up or something. So yeah, for um, sure. It's like my go-to road trip thing. Instead of music, I'll, I'll purposely not listen for a few days just so I have like three or four <laughs> that I can just run right through. Yes. I do the same thing, man. That's awesome. That's hilarious. I find an audio book, man. Like Kevin Hart's book was, I my you know, um, my last road trip, I listened to Kevin Hart's book on the way there and back. And man, that was a cool book. Really good book. I recommend that. What's it called? Like what's yeah. the title? Oh, it's his autobiography. I just listened to it. You know, it was an audible book. You know, it's, it's crazy. You know, my growing up, my parents really preached that hustle mindset. And, you know, my dad, you know, he started his own business when we were kids and he's had his own, you know, construction business our whole lives. And the dude works harder than anyone I know. My younger brother is a professional baseball player. My older brother is a um, helicopter pilot in the army. Uh, my sister is like just awesome mom and like the greatest like multi-level marketer, works from home mom. She just takes it to another level, whether she's selling like, energy drinks or um what makeup or whatever like she's just a beast at that stuff so we all just we were all taught just that you know being on time be early work hard do it right the first time you know just that drive just that work hard mindset yeah and uh, and not never to give up yeah i love that and that that's a great segue for a question i've started to really dive in to people on so I have a um, a TEDx talk later this year, actually in 2020, um, awesome. which I'm super pumped for. Yeah, and yeah, the, the title of it is called "The Unseen Work," and what I mean by that is I'm, I'm taking stories from, as inspiration from this podcast, where everybody I talk to, yourself included, like some people when they just you know those middle aged women, right, just following you on Instagram after they hear you on the Bobby Bone Show, would not know any of the stuff that you just talked about earlier about homelessness or battling with drugs, things like that, all they're going to see is that moment of success of making it on the Bobby Bone Show. They don't see all the unseen work that it took to get there. And I feel like you've sort of answered this already, but I'll ask it just more purposefully is I'm curious, as you look back on where you're at right now, besides what you've already shared with us, what do you think has really been some crucial piece of unseen work that led you to this moment today? Man, there's been... There's been so many just paths that I've taken and, you know, that I've followed and I've been dead ends. And, you know, there was, there have been, you know, publishing deals and that I've, that I've had and record deals that either myself or an artist that I've working with have had and have failed. And it's just the constant, constant, just pick yourself up again. I mean, it's everything from, you know, like uh, we call it the Doski days, uh, myself and uh, Regal Noise, like the, my main artist that I work with. Um, we, we spent like a whole year with the promises of this one dude that had told us, oh, yeah, man, like I can get you guys working with Timbaland and all this stuff. And we were so excited about it, but it was all lies. Hmm. And you know, but we spent so much time just working with the stuff that he was asking us to do. And then, 
you know, then he gets signed by a label and they put him on a hold for like four years. So we couldn't release music or do any music for four years. Wow. And that just drained us. And then, you know, like even before all that, when I was working, I was working with an artist named Caucasian that was on a hold from Shady Records. And, you know, we put, we made so many songs and they just sat there. Um, I was working with Alex the Kid and he was a producer with them at the time as well. And, you know, we were both doing the same stuff, but, he, you know, he even got credit with for a lot of the stuff that I did. And so a lot of the beats and stuff that I made just got taken away. Um, it, there, there's been so many times where, like, I just trusted people and I was like, you know, I'd make them a beat and give it to them and just hoping that, you know, I'd get it back or they pay for it or whatever back, I mean, years and years ago, but then never did. And then I'd hear it on the radio or I'd, you know, hear it on a mixtape or something like a couple months later and be like, that's, that's my song. <laughs> you know, like I never got paid for that. And I didn't understand the industry. I just had a computer and Fruity Loops back then, you know, this was like 2009 and that's just all I had. And that's what I knew. It's like, you know, I'll, send them a beat hopefully they'll give me 50 bucks for it or 100 bucks for it i didn't know what bmi was back then or ascap and publishing that you know so there's been a lot a lot of trial and error man and that's what that's really what production is and sound engineering is it's trial and error yeah and so of all those different instances of sort of getting burned what do you think is the biggest lesson that you you learned from that uh i've never stopped learning um i you know, I'm I'm self-taught for sure, uh, but I last year I started. You know, I work full time, and then I'm also going to school full time right now at Berkeley. So that's something I started last year. This is my, I'm finishing. I got next week will be the end of this semester, and I'll have gone there for a whole year. And then I'm, you know, going all next year too and get my master's in sound, you know, music production and sound engineering from uh, Berkeley School of Music, which is the best school in the yeah. world for music production. That's awesome. That's impressive. And so, yeah. So I, you know, I work full time and then I come home and then I go to school full time right now too. And then got two six year olds and, you know, just my, my wife and I just got married this last July. So it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy in this house. <laughs> it is insane. But, uh, and she's going to school. She's getting her master's right now. And, um, clinical psychology and counseling. So we're both going to school right now and our kids are in kindergarten and it is nuts, but you know, just, I never stop learning and it's, it's, it's awesome, man. And I'm even going back to some of the basics and music theory and stuff because I never learned it. You know, I skipped so much stuff and you know, it's, it's really, really cool to get get back and go to school and, and learn the right way to do things. Yeah, I love that. And that's such a great example you both are setting for your kids. They're going to grow up seeing you both just, like you said before, the hustle that your parents instilled in you. Oh, yeah. That's such a great thing for them to grow up and see that there's really, there's no excuse. You can always go after it. Oh, yeah. I don't think I, I never saw my dad take a nap, (laughs) ever. (laughs) That's hilarious. But it makes you wonder if he ever did actually take a nap. He just didn't let you see, right? I was like, yeah, he, he just didn't let me away. see. I never saw my dad take a nap. I, I don't, still don't think he's ever taken a nap. That's wild. 
But dude, yeah. <laughs> so as you, I mean, we've covered a lot so far. And as, as you, this is all fresh in your brain as you're saying it back to me. If there's someone out there listening to this that's got a story that's very similar to yours and they want to be doing what you're doing, uh, what's a piece of advice that you'd give to them for you know that moment when they are a little bit down or maybe they're at rock bottom? A piece of advice you'd give them to help raise them back up? Man, it's I think some of the the best I don't want to I don't want to give my best advice right now because it's going to be it's my three words I, I know that you're going to ask me my oh, three words. well we can do both I mean let's give me your three words if it's your best so, advice it'd be a twofer well it's it's good yeah I, I know that relish relish your journey is it relish the journey relish your journey relish I mean, the, you can cut this out but no we'll keep it in it's fine it's relish the journey oh Relish the journey. Okay. My, something that I wish someone would have instilled in me years ago, that it took me a long, long time to learn as a producer, as an artist, as a songwriter, is keep it simple, even in life in general. And it's something that I was just told a week ago by my mother-in-law as well, but it's been my mantra and it's been such a reminder for years. My music, I keep simple. I, I keep it, I want the best sounding, I want, you know, the best sounding record that I can do with the least amount of instruments. I want you to be able to hear everything. You look at Blink-182 and it's a bassist, a guitarist, a drummer, and, and two singers. You know, it's simple. You look at Royal Blood, it's a bassist, a drummer, and a singer. But it's so full, and it's so good, and it's catchy. And at the beginning, when I started in production, I wanted to add everything. Because I'd, I'd come from that band aspect, and you're like, man, I mean, I want five guitars, and I want a drummer, and I, no, I want two drummers, and then I want all these harmonies, and you just, you're trying to build this orchestra on your computer, and it's not meant for that, you know, like an orchestra is meant to be an orchestra, don't build it out on your computer, um, so I learned to keep it simple, and to, to get a good sound with, with what you have, and not spending hours you know, trying to find the perfect preset or trying to find the perfect guitar tone and whatever, just keep it simple and keep moving. Um, I had never had this problem, but uh, two weeks ago, right before I left on my honeymoon, um, I'm at the chiropractor. I, this is, it's taking a turn, but it's going to circle around, I promise. That's all right. And, um, and so I'm, I'm at the chiropractor, my back's hurting, my back's hurting, I leave work, I go to the chiropractor, it's early in the morning, get up on the, the thing, the, the table, they throw me down, he starts, you know, doing the little gun pops and stuff, and then, um, and the chiropractor's like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know, man, like, I've just been breathing hard and heavy this morning, it's like a, like a panic attack that won't go away, and it's just been all morning, and it's crazy. Let me check their blood pressure. They check my blood pressure, and it's 195 over 117. And he's like, you need to go to the emergency room. It's like, what? I've never had high blood pressure before. I was like, why? And he's like, stress. And I'm like, well, yeah, man, I'm really stressed out right now. You know, I've got school and honeymoon right. in a week, and, you know, the kids, and Christmas is coming up, and, you know, just um, 
God, there's there's just so much going on. Yeah, I'm super stressed out. And uh, so, you know, I go to the doctor, they give me blood pressure medicine, and I'm, I'm working on getting it down now and all that stuff, and it's 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 good now. But my mother-in-law texts me, and she's like, you know, Christmas doesn't have to be perfect. Just keep it simple. And I'm like, man, like, that's what I tell people, <laughs> you know? And, and it came back to me. And it's just even in life, too, it's just like I've really had to simplify my life and learn to say no and just keep it simple, too. Like, you, you like I can't – I don't have to be Superman all the time. Like, my wife can be Superwoman sometimes. Or, like, you know, we can pick each other up. And, um, you know, and I even have – I had an assignment that I had a I had a lot of work to do, but then I got some help from some buddies that came over, and I was, I was like, "Yes, this is awesome! Like people want to help, and let them help." You know, I didn't have to do everything myself. Right. And so, yeah, really trying to just keep it simple, and you know, less stress, and you know, just count your blessings. But that's definitely like the advice, and my three my three words is keep it simple, man. Like that's that's just my mantra right now. And that's definitely my style of music as well. Yeah. I love that. It reminds me of that old saying about how perfect is the enemy of good, you know? Right. Yeah. You just got to get it done and keep it simple. Yeah. Right on. Well, Hey, like even the Tuesday beat yeah. is a simple beat. It's a simple beat, man. And, uh, but I knew that's what they needed, you know? And, and the thing is, what's funny is that he goes, yeah, it's a little faster. You know, when he said that, I was like, it's actually one BPM slower than the one that they were practicing on. But I didn't want to call him out on it. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to text him and be like, nah, dude, yours was 96 and this one's 95. It's actually a BPM slower, but he would probably would have blocked me. Yeah, probably. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's really funny. So how, um, how how have things changed since that whole shout out on national radio i mean his shows listened to by millions of people is there any big any cool developments or just people like me reaching out to you um you know the thing is is it was it was a shout out on the post show pre-show so it hasn't been shouted out actually on the radio yet and so i think when that happens um it could blow up a little bit more um but since it's just been on the podcast right i I think that yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that because that's really how I like only listen to yeah. it is on the podcast because I don't listen to it at work. But yeah, yeah, interesting. Yes, yeah, so yeah, this is like been talking about moving it towards the end as well. So you know, the thing is, is it's probably going to be a bit that they use for a long time. Yeah, you know, the Tuesday song. I mean, he was talking. He was talking. I don't know if it was on today's or yesterday's talking about the Tuesday shirt. Like, of course, I'm going to tag myself in everything Tuesday. Oh, Every for sure. video, I'm going to post it. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. You know? and, and I don't want to be the annoying. I don't want to be annoying about it, but at the same, it, it's almost like, do it, it, that's tough, you know, because it's like, do I want to just be that annoying person that just tags myself in everything? You know, because nah, just as myself. But and that's where you I talked about. Do it. You talked about talking with Ray. You know, you can have Ray tag you in something he posts or something like that. But they, I mean, they got like Starbucks Steven and all sorts of their characters. They kind of yeah. cycle in and out. That I think people listen yeah. to the show are used right. to. You know, and like Nurse Bobo, he's been saying now. So it's yeah. I think it's all good, man. I think so too. I think it's it's going to be something. Yeah, and dude, Ray likes like everything I do too, which is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And um, so, and then I even told him, I told Ray the same thing. I said, dude, if, 
because they just did the um, White Claw Christmas. And I was like, if you need anything, I was like, dude, I told them, I was like, you need to do a solo song, just you. That'd if be, you have the energy for it, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And um, I told them, I was like, if you need anything, just, I said, let me know. I mean, beats are super easy for me. I've been doing them for so long, man. And, like, I think the Tuesday beat took me, like, 10 minutes to do. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, it was just, it's it's just, it's easy now. And I've gotten just, like, I've gotten, especially with hip-hop, you know, I've got my style and my sound. And that's something that uh, I recommend, you know, for people as well as don't try to do what everybody else is doing. Don't copy other people. You're like, dude, find, find you and find your sound that you're going to be known for. And, you know, it, and it's always evolving, you know, always evolve your sound, but, but find, find you and stick to that, you know, and that's kind of as a producer, what I do, but then as an engineer, you know, you just, you pr produce what, or you mix whatever your artist is doing. But if I'm going to produce somebody and spend time with them and help them write their music, you know, you want to have your sound because you want people to be able to hear something and be like, you know, that's something Freak the Baddest made. Right. And as, as annoying as tags are, I've got to, I've got to do one. I have to. Oh yeah. In the beginning where it's like, you know? Freak the Baddest. Yeah, exactly. And that was something funny that they did on that. They did you do know, that. Where, uh, yeah. Yeah. Eddie was like, how cool would it be if it was like, Donnie and the baddest, the baddest. And he's like, nah. And I'm like, screw that, dude. I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to redo the beat and put a tag at the beginning of it. I mean, that way every Tuesday when they play it, it's on there. There you go, man. I've got to do something like that. I've got to, I'm going to resend the beat with a tag on it. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't done it on the show because they are going to record it and then they're just going to do like the regular, like the real version instead of him doing it live every time. That's got to be coming soon. I, I, I think so. I think, I, I, you know, I do think he's going to, I, I know he likes doing it live and, you know, you can tell that he likes doing it live instead of them just playing it because they can't, play, once they record it, they can't play the song unless they're talking over it. Right, true. So if he just has the beat right now and he's just rapping over it, they can do it every Tuesday. But once they record it, they can't play the beat on the podcast. But they can play the song on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about all that. So stuff. it won't be yeah, on the podcast. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of rules once it gets recorded. So I want him rapping over it, you know, on there as long as I'm you know, if he shouts me out every once in a while, awesome. You know? Like I I wouldn't even know, but the thing is, is, you know, I have maybe like, I don't even have 1,500 followers on Instagram, but I don't really put anything on there. I've got to start putting content. Oh, yeah, dude. You absolutely do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, but I'm not that person when someone comes over in the studio, I'm like, I'm not the person that's like, we got to film this. You know, I need it for my Instagram. It's just, I don't know. I've got to, but I've got to get that mindset. And yeah, or just get get somebody to help you do it. Get, get your wife to do it or a kid to do it. Well, I, do I went it. and got, I got one of those gimbals and I got a tripod so that way it's like cool, good quality. And I have the new iPhone 11 Pro or whatever. So, oh, yeah, man, you're ready like, to go. Yeah. I think I'm ready to go. I think I'm ready to go. So, but, so I'm, you know, I'm always learning and, Social media is something that I was very proud that I didn't really get into too much. 
you know, because it takes a lot of your time. I mean, it can get addicting. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I know people that spend hours and hours a day on social media. I didn't, I was like, that's time that I could be in the studio working. Or I know people that spend hours a day playing video games. That's time I could be spending with my family or, or working in the studio. I'm working on my craft. So I don't play video games anymore, even though I used to spend four hours a day playing video games back in the day, you know? Like, time is, that's something that you can definitely stress out about, just not having enough time in the day. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, hey, speaking of time. I've rambled a bunch, Miles. No, dude, you're I good. I know, 744. I say, speaking of time, I think I've taken up enough of yours. You're a busy guy with school and a family and a full-time job and yeah. music producing. and But this has been a really awesome conversation. I had no idea there was all this to unpack here, but I'm – I'm really grateful that you shared all you shared with me and the listeners, and I'm excited to watch watch your rise here as the Tuesday beat evolves and you you get even more stuff out there to the world. It's gonna be awesome to see. Well, look, Miles, let's do this again. We'll hopefully they, hopefully we have something really cool to follow up on one day. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, after this, once it blows up, if it blows up or whatever, if I just something cool happens out of it, we'll we'll do this again. Sounds good, man. All right, that'll do it for another week of Relish the Journey. Special thank you to Daniel for being our guest. Check him out on Instagram at FreakTheBaddest. And be sure to listen to The Bobby Bone Show on iHeartRadio. Download the iHeartRadio app. Check him out anywhere you listen to podcasts on The Bobby Bone Show replay. Not an ad, just a listener here. And on Tuesdays, you might just hear Dan's beat underneath Bobby's rapping. So if you enjoyed this song, please share it with somebody you love and think would like it. That's how we grow. And I'd be very appreciative if you hit subscribe, left me a rating, left me a review. That's how we move and group up those podcast charts, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers.